says he's going to bring beauty from ashes. Ashes symbolizing end, death, devastation. Whatever it is in your life that has ended, whatever was torn down, whatever failed, whatever didn't work out the way you expected, God says, I'm making beauty in your life from the very place where you felt there was devastation. I have not given up with you, says God. Your human eyes may have seen ashes, but I see the beauty that's rising up from within. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness to it. It is your kindness that makes us whole. We've just sung. Father, I thank you that it is your kindness to our lives that makes us complete. That without you and your word into our life, your care for us, we are incomplete. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure that I present to you this evening, or this afternoon, or this Steve morning. Watson. No, it's yeah, afternoon it is now. afternoon now. Yeah. Right, we're on the button. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Dave. Um, bless you all for you know, birthday greetings last week and cards and gifts. And uh, I've had another one this morning. So um, please feel free. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. It's great. That's uh, wonderful. You know, poverty is a spirit and it will take prayer because the practical is really great to be able to help families, to be able to get them out of debt, to work with different agencies that are able to cancel debt or to be able to find an appropriate way for someone to repay debt. But at the end of the day, prayer is vital to bring down that spirit. The spirit of mammon and poverty uh, the, is, is a tool of the enemy to destroy lives, to lock up families, to create suicide and uh, family breakdown. So you got, it's going to be a great challenge uh, for you, Alyssa, but all that you've learned, both at IHOP and in this house, will enable you to raise up prayer warriors to bring that spirit down because it will be a joint effort of the social side, but also bringing down that demonic spirit that wants to imprison people into poverty because that is not God's will and God's purpose. So um, what I'm going to be doing today is uh, starting the process of doing some teaching about developing your spirit, developing the human spirit. In Proverbs 20, 27, it says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So I want, when I get opportunities in the next few weeks, will be to help you begin to develop your spirit. Now, it is a fact that billions of pounds have been spent developing our physical uh, processes, our intellectual and education and all the rest of it. Yes, that is Maria there, where she qualified at Birmingham University. Um, and so I, I own that copyright of that picture, so I mean, I'll try to use ones that I can't get um, in trouble for. But the problem is we haven't spent the same kind of money to develop our own spirit. And it's training our spirit that is really a key to be successful in every area of our life, be it business, the family, or health. Yes! Those of you that are training, 
your physical bodies to improve your health and strength and stamina. Really important, really good. But our spirit grows through God's word, through fellowship with him. And that's something that I wanted to be able to look at. It's God's expectation that you and I grow and develop and mature. Is that right? That's what God wants for us. And where there isn't any growth, that's when we begin to struggle. So we can get frustrated in life. We can get depressed in life if we are not growing. And it's good at certain times. This is one of the reasons why God sets anniversaries for all of us to revisit on a regular basis so that we can reassess where we're at. Now, it might be birthdays sometimes. You and I hit a certain number, don't we? You know, one of these decade times and we think, man, where did the last decade go? What progress have I made, don't we? I mean, you must do that. The same as me, you think crumbs. I'm, I'm another decade nearer <laughs> going and being with the Lord or whatever. It's like, Lord, can we keep stretching out, you know, the life expectancy? But it's really, really important that we do grow. I mean, sadly, some Christians are a little bit like this. You know what I mean? They don't, they, they don't want to grow up. They want to stay as babies. But God's expectation is that you and I grow, develop, mature throughout our lives. Now, I found this. I thought this was really good. I don't know whether there's any teenagers still left in here. Did they all disappear? I think, I think they might have all gone. I just thought this. It said... Uh, uh, teenagers, tired of being harassed by your parents? Act now. Move out, get a job, pay your own way while you still know everything. <laughs> so that, I thought that was cool. I don't think there's any teenagers in the room. Oh, there's, oh, there's, there's Elise on the top there. So have you got that, Elise? If you don't like being at home, there's a, there's a thing. Right, okay. Life implies growth, yes? Uh, Julia Serving, who uh, was a sports person, said the key to success is to keep growing in all areas of life, mental, emotional, spiritual, as well as physical, because we spend a lot of time thinking about physical things, don't we? I spend a lot of time thinking about physical exercise. <laughs> I think a lot about it, yeah, yeah. And occasionally I do, especially when I'm going up and down stairs. Um, but spiritual is really key. That's what, not, where we need to grow. So God doesn't expect you to grow faster than you're able, okay? So he's not looking for you to suddenly mature in five minutes, okay? But he does expect you to grow, to keep stepping out, to keep moving into fresh arenas so that you can grow. Is that right? So declare, God wants me to grow. God wants me to grow. Okay, you're not going to be complacent, are you? But I, I hear you saying, you don't know my circumstances. I hear that a lot, you know. Well, you don't know my background or anything like that. Well, here's the deal. The same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. Aha! So it's good, eh? I like that one. So it's about what we're made of rather than the 
circumstances, okay? You can be in boiling water, but I'll tell you what, it'll either harden you off or soften you up. But we all need a bit of that, don't we? Maturity comes when you stop making excuses and start making changes. Say change is good. Okay, so here's the thing. The struggle that you're in today is developing the strength that you'll need for tomorrow. So if you're feeling a bit under pressure, it's probably because God's wanting to stretch you, he's wanting you to grow. If you're here and God sent you here, you will be required to grow. Yeah, you've gone quiet, Tommy, now. Um, If God's brought you here, we won't let you just stay as you are, we will require you to grow. We want to stretch you. We want you to mature. We want you to be all that God has called you to be. And even the things that have been written about you, the exciting plan for the future, we want you to fill, fill that one. Uh, Brian Tracy said, successful people are simply those with successful habits. It's really key that we hone in on habits that are going to be really beneficial for us. And we need to know as well that God wants us to succeed. He wants us to be successful. Amen. He doesn't want us to fail. He knows that we have the potential to fail. And uh, in 1 John 1, 9, it says, you know, if we, if we do fail, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. So when we blow it, and we're repentant and we come to him, he will enable us to get back on track so that we can be successful in life. In 3 John, verse 2, John says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Prosperity has to do with us being successful in God. Amen? Nothing broken, nothing missing. I I was laughing this morning because my friends bought me a T-shirt last week and I laid it over my settee and um, it had several things on this T-shirt about being, you know, made in 1957 and being vintage and it said, you know, all original parts and I was thinking, yeah, but there's a few bits missing there or (laughs) not working as well as they did in 57. But praise the Lord, he wants us to be prosperous in all of life. Amen. And he's got the key. This is a good thing. And Alyssa's got a key this morning. She's had the key. So that's good. Zig Ziglar says, success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. Even for those people in the world that want to win the lottery have got to buy a ticket. (laughs) Not that I'm advocating that. But if we're going to be successful in life, there are things that you and I have to do in order that when God brings the opportunities to us, we're ready to capitalize on those opportunities, right? So it's really good. So how do we guarantee success? We do it by training our spirit, and that's the key to success. I've already mentioned Proverbs 20, 27. In the Amplified, it says, The spirit of man, that factor in human personality, which proceeds immediately from God, is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. You and I are made up of three parts. Some people use the term a tripart being or a tripartite being. We are essentially a spirit. We have a soul, mind, will and emotions. 
and our spirit and our soul lives in a body. Yes? We all know that, we're aware of that. The psychologist very rarely tends to talk about the spirit. They, they talk about the subconscious or the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the conscious mind. I believe that's the spirit. The real us is our spirit. You can see with your spirit. You can hear with your spirit. Even when you've left your body and your physically is uh, on the ground or in, you know, whatever. Your physical eyes, you might leave them on the earth, but when you get to the next life, your spiritual eyes will see just as clearly, in fact, more clearly than your physical eyes. So, that the spirit of man is a really important part of us, which we need to really uh, be involved with and which we really need to get trained. So, we need to have some focus because we want to hit the bullseye, don't we? As God's calling us into a new season and a new Hebraic year, we want to make sure that we've dealt with everything in our old year, 5777. And if you don't understand what that is all about, uh, do talk to Jill and Dave, and they'll tell you what the years on Hebraic times and seasons. But as we're moving into 5778, which is really going to be a new launch-off point, as we move in October into 5778, we need to be ready to maximize what God's going to do with us. So I just feel we need to spend time developing our human spirit. So are we all up for a bit of reading this morning? Yeah. Okay, you can, you can either read that or if it's easier towards the back, read the screen. This is the Passion Translation of Proverbs 2. And if we read it together... That'll be really good, okay? So, three, two, one. So, train your heart to listen when I speak and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Then pass it on to your sons and daughters. Yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver searching in hidden places for cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God, and every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain of understanding within you. For the Lord has a hidden storehouse of wisdom made accessible to his godly lovers. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper and fair and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. When wisdom wins your heart, and revelation breaks in, true pleasure enters your soul. If you choose to follow good counsel, divine design will watch over you and understanding will protect you from making poor choices. What an amazing few verses. 
in Proverbs, in the wisdom book. I think, Mira, we have got some passion translations for anyone that wants to get that. But it, it brings alive the scripture again in a different way to the King James or New King James or all the translations. I love it when wisdom wins your heart and revelation, because wisdom is God. He is wisdom. The Lord Jesus is wisdom. We've got to fall continually in love with him because he is all wisdom. When wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, true pleasure. You know, there's so many things that we chase after for pleasure, isn't there? And yet often we're left empty after that pleasure has been fulfilled. But true pleasure enters your soul when you enter into uh, that wisdom and revelation that God gives. And we need to break into fresh revelation all the time, don't we? As we are moving through. Hallelujah. So we're going to look at some uh, verses of scripture in Joshua and see how far we can get with this. Are you up for a bit more reading? I saw a few of you yawning, especially the front row. So try and stay awake. Nodge the person next to you if they're falling asleep. If you hear any snoring, no, I think we're all okay. So are we ready? One, two, three. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. I like that. God says, I've already given it to you. That is the word of the Lord for your promised land. Thank you, Effie. 
That was one amen. The Lord has already given you your promised land. Already. Now, you can either run around the wilderness, you can either complain and go back to Egypt for the leeks and the onions and all that jazz, or you can choose to fight for your promised land. But God says, I've already given it to you. Every single one of you. You've got a land flowing with milk and honey. It's there for the taking. As I was with Moses... Dave and Jill and Dave and Irene and Gwen and Alan and others of you, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Come on now, let's personalise this, guys, because this word is for us today. If we do what is in those verses there and right in front of your eyes, this book of the law, the Bible that we hold so precious, if this book does not depart from our mouths, but if we meditate in it day and night, if we observe to do according to all that's written in it, then our way will be made prosperous and we'll have good success. So there's four keys and we're only going to do one of them today. So I'm not going to be speaking for much longer. You'll be glad about that. The four things are meditating in the word, practicing the word, giving the word first place and obeying your spirit. We're going to be looking at that in the future. So first one is meditating in the word. Some of us saw this this year when we went to Israel. This is En Gedi and in Psalm 1, 2 and 3 it says, shall we read it together? Ready? 3, 2, 1. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Hallelujah. This is what we're going to be like when we meditate in the law of the Lord. And there's that word there, prosper. It means to push forwards. It means to break out. How many want to break out of where they are into a new place, a higher place, a broader place, in your health, in your relationships, in your job, in your finances? We want to break out, don't we? We want to come over, come mightily over things. We want to prosper. We want to be profitable. If you've got a business, you want your business to be profitable, don't you? Amen? Amen. Wouldn't it be great if every business in the UK were able to take on extra people this year? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Able to work with the NEETs, those that you know have been excluded from education because they've they're messed up, they've had issues. Wouldn't it be great if we could employ every person and make them feel valuable in our nation. Wouldn't that be fantastic? If the businesses in right across the UK prospered to such a degree that they could send wealth and finance abroad. Wouldn't it be amazing? That is God's plan. That is God's order. It's definitely not Satan's plan, but it's God's plan, and he wants to do that, and we can be a part of this 
if we move with what God has taught us to do. Now, this is a secular definition of the word meditate because we're thinking about meditation, meditating. It means to focus one's mind for a period of time in silence or with the aid of chanting. Now, I don't like that word chanting because a few religions chant. But I like this one in Jude about building yourselves up. Amen. Praying in the Holy Spirit. So you can meditate in silence or you can meditate by praying in tongues. Amen. Praying in the Holy Spirit. He's like the generator, the power generator in us. Or the dynamo, the dynamism. And, and because there's lots of religions and, and spiritual things that you can get involved with which are not good, okay? You know, yoga and all kinds of other other thingy bobbies, you know, they're not so good. But praying in tongues is good for the believer, amen? You can't go wrong with that, building yourselves up. So meditation is really good. Thinking deeply about something, planning mentally or considering is what meditation is all about. The first place where we find the word meditate in uh, the Bible is Genesis twenty-four sixty-three. It says, Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening and he lifted his eyes and looked and there the camels were coming. Yeah. And Rebecca was on one of the camels. Wow, she was gorgeous. She was cracking. She was the business. His little life lit up when he saw her. But hey, I thought about this, you know. The law of first mention when you do Bible study is you look for something where it's mentioned the first time and you study around that and it kind of helps get a broader picture of what the word means. And I like this thing about meditation, meditating. He went out to meditate. He went to muse. He went to ponder. He went to think about some things. This Hebrew word, suah, I think it's suah, not suah, suah. It's only used once in the whole of the Old Testament. So he was out there communing, speaking. He might have been complaining, who knows, but I think he was meditating. And when he was meditating, when he was positive, filling his mind with good things, the camels came. And when the camels were coming, they were laden with all kinds of goodies, as well as a gorgeous girl that was going to be his wife. So meditation is really, really important. You'll see your camels coming. When you're meditating. Hello? Something will come into your life when you meditate. Have you got that? That that image, think about that. Because those camels came loaded with spices, things that were really precious, precious stones, gold, silver, all kinds of beautiful smelling fragrances, as well as people. So, what about this? Just because you don't see a way doesn't mean God doesn't have a way. I like that. That is cool. Because you and I either receive prophetic words or we begin to dream at times, don't we? We've got some dreamers in the house. We dream. We have ambitions. We have aspirations. And then... We just think, how is that ever going to happen? Or God says something and we say, oh, yeah, okay, okay, really? Really? Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that God hasn't got a way. He's got ways you've never, ever imagined, never been done before. 
His ways, the Bible says, are past finding out. The thing is, he's smart. He, he isn't like me and you. Well, he's certainly not like me. You might be smart. He is infinitely smart. He knows how to take something apart and how to put it back together so it works better than when it was first created. He knows how to heal the brokenness within us. He knows how to come up and over our limitations, our self-imposed limitations, the circumstances of our birth, our upbringing, our education or lack of it. He can come up and over it and he can push us into a place if we will spend that time with him, if we will meditate, if we will allow him to bring a whole new way, a brand new way to get something to us. So, Joshua 1 says, you shall meditate in it day and night. Now, there's several. I think it's about 19 times this is used uh, in the Old Testament. So, it means to murmur, to ponder, to imagine. Sometimes it can be used to mourn. Very rarely is it, is it used to mourn. To mutter, it does mean to roar. It means to speak, study, talk, or to utter something. So here's a scripture, Psalm 37. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom. This is that same word that's translated meditate in other places. This word haga. His tongue talks of justice, uh, of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer. That's that same Hebrew word. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer. And here's one in Isaiah. For thus the Lord has spoken to me as a lion roars and a young lion over his prey. And it goes on to give a great prophetic word for us. So that word meditate, it can be to roar. We like roaring, don't we, at times in this house. We like to hear that sound going out. Why? Because we're releasing something that's on the inside of us. So meditation, really powerful. Uh, here's Psalm 4, 3 and 4. Let's read it together. 3, 2, 1. But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart, on your bed, and be still, Selah. So this word still means to stop, to cease, quiet ourselves, to be silent, to wait, to be dumb. Being dumb doesn't mean stupid, okay, just in case you were wondering. But it's being still. It's stopping long enough to allow the Lord. Do you know what? The worst thing that you can do when you receive an email, a letter, or you hear something is to immediately respond and try and get back to the person that sent it to you. That's the worst thing. You need to meditate on that thing. In fact, if, if I, sometimes in church, leaders get given letters and generally you have an idea what's in that letter. And it doesn't fill your heart with joy because usually it isn't a check or cash. 
And I don't read those letters in the evening. I don't open those emails in the evening because I like my sleep like you. I will deal with them in the morning so I've got the day to process what is in those things so that I can meditate, mull them over, don't make rash decisions and react quickly to things. Allow Holy Spirit to wash those things so that then you can look with a new perspective when you've allowed your, your own spirit to process it. It's so key. There's oftentimes I'll say to people or to Jenny, listen, let that thing drop. Because sometimes the justice within us rises up to want to justify ourselves. And, okay, fires come at us, but you don't meet fire with fire. Otherwise, both of you get burned. Amen? So we've got to be careful with things. Meditation is so good. Taking time to think, to stop in. So, here's another scripture, and then we're nearly done. Uh, Psalm 77, verse 6, and then 10 to 16. Let's just read this together. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate within my heart, and my spirit makes diligent search. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. You have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. So, yes, Selah. So, set your mind on things above. Amen? Not on earthly things. I will remember you. You know, the sanctuary, if you think about, it was probably David that wrote this psalm. There was, in the early days, in the wilderness wanderings, the tabernacle. Then Solomon built the temple. David's recalling, the, the psalmist recalling what it was like in the sanctuary where the very Shekinah glory of God was visible, either fire or cloud was visible. They saw the tangible presence of God and they got their mind set on heavenly things. It's so important that we fill our thoughts, our mind with positive, nourishing things. And there's nothing more positive and nourishing than the Word of God. Amen. It's so powerful. And the word remember is also interesting. It means to mark so as to be recognized, to recall, to recount. You know, if you've got a journal, we, we talk, especially when we're doing uh, training in the prophetic to journal, to write things down, things that the Lord says to us. When we write things down, we've always got a reminder, haven't we? This is why, again, the times and seasons of God, Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles, um, those are key events throughout the year where we, again, can think about, this is what God's done for me. This is how he's led me. There's the Holy Spirit 
this is where Jesus came and tabernacled and made his home, not just on this earth, but in my heart. We can recount things, we can remember things. Because the enemies always bring in the muck into our lives, doesn't he? He treats us like mushroom, mushrooms. He keeps us in the dark and he throws muck on us. Okay, we, 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 don't, we, we don't want to be like that. We want to be plucked out into the light and where we begin to prosper. Is that right? God's got his own manure to help us grow, but he gives us light and sunshine and rain to be able to cause us to grow. And it's good to recount things. It's good to remember those things. Psalm 63 says, and this will be the last scripture. Okay, this is the very last one now. Ready? Okay, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. The night watches. That's the time when the enemy comes Have you noticed it's easier to sin at night? Anybody notice that? How much the temptation increases at night time. (coughs) Satan's very active at night. Witchcraft, witches, covens, they're active in the night hours. They love the dark. They love that time. There's lots of activity that goes on and that is a time when the enemy comes in those night times. But the, the psalmist encourages us, that's the time to meditate and to remember God. To remember his power and his glory. Can you imagine what it, what it must have been like for them seeing fire coming out of a building? I mean... November the 6th, 2008, we witnessed fire coming out of our church building. But it wasn't the Holy Spirit, sadly. It was natural fire that burned the building up. But imagine seeing, like Moses did with the burning bush, imagine seeing fire coming out of the building, and yet the building is not consumed, and seeing it day in and day out. The The uh, cloud was during the day when it was light and then the fire was during the night. That power and that glory, that is what the psalmist said, focus on that. I remember his power. I remember his glory. I remember the splendor. Everything that, that was gold in that building that shone as that cloud or that light penetrated, as the fire lit up the gold and the silver, He filled his mind. He filled himself. He dealt with those negative thoughts that come in the night time. The aches and the pains as we're lying on the bed. The noisy neighbours. 
our neighbours were a bit noisy last night. And that at some point they must have gone out, because this morning when I was making my cup of tea at six o'clock, they got out of the taxi and went back to their house, several of them. In fact, there was more than just the, the two, there was a, a whole group. Meditating throughout the night watches, that's the place to be. So, Lord, I pray that you'll enable us to begin over this season again to train our spirit man, to, Father, spend that time meditating on you, meditating on your word. Lord, filling our minds, filling our soul, our emotions, filling our mind, meditating and memorizing your word. Father, enable us to recount all those good things that you've done for us. Lord, when the enemy comes in with a negative word, with accusation, with aches and pains, with pressures, Lord, we want to be like the psalmist who said, I will meditate on you. I will remember your deeds of old. There is no God like you, O God. Lord, we want to fill ourselves. We want to nourish our spirit man, our body, our mind with those thoughts that are going to lead to strength and help and success. Lord, may we this week not forget what we've heard today. May we like James said, be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Lord, we want to be strong in spirit in this new season with all that's going to face us. Lord, we want to be strong and courageous. And so, Father, we pray you would cement into us these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.